नमस्ते गाइस आई एम डॉक्टर अनुश्रुति एंड आई एम बैक विद एन अमेजिंग एपिसोड वेल फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल आई वुड लाइक टू टेल यू ऑल दैट टुडे आई हैव अ वेरी बैड थ्रॉट एंड दिस इज व्हाई यू कैन हियर दिस बोल्ड एंड अ लिटिल बिट ऑफ ब्लरी वॉइस बट वी डोंट नीड टू वरी बिकॉज टुडे आई हैव समवन हु आई बिलीव इज गोइंग टू टेक ओवर द पॉडकास्ट एंड टेल यू a lot about today's episode well today on board i have dr trevor watson who is a physical therapist and specializing in neurology well neurology physical therapist i believe is a uh, new to my episode new to my podcast and when we have a special guest like him why would we skip this chance to meet the ends of preventing and treating neurological injuries well let's welcome him and discuss directly with him about all these conditions hello dr trevor how are you i'm good i'm good thank you for inviting me i'm glad to hear that i'm the first person to discuss neurocare it's exciting thank you so much well i really want to know what exactly is this branch of physical therapy what exactly is physiotherapy in neurology what does it holds so i guess in terms of like separating it from other therapies we're focused a little bit more on anything dealing with the brain or spinal cord primarily um i would say we see a blend of uh brain injury stroke spinal cord injury parkinson's disease multiple sclerosis i actually treat a lot of limb loss at our clinic as well um so yeah it's a it's a good blend of um kind of a, a a little bit of everything involving the brain or spinal cord um yeah that's what separates it from other disciplines so do you other, feel uh, like we have a lot of specialties you know pelvic floor specialist and then orthopedic women health so do you feel that uh, neurological physiotherapy can be or is a part of someone's day to day life activities as well like person who's not having any mental conditions or underlying problems mentally or neurologically would that be also helpful for them in terms of like using tips they've learned from like their yeah. oh yeah. Abs- absolutely it's it's crucial to be doing um some form of your you know activities or exercise that you've learned in therapy daily um and we can talk about this later but there's a there's the 10 principles of neuroplasticity which i talk to my patients about a lot and one of them is that intensity matters and repetition matters and so the more you do of something the more you can develop those neuroplastic changes in your brain to help improve your function so yeah definitely a part of the day-to-day life for sure not just for the patients but also for their family members as well cuz yeah. depending on the severity of like uh how involved they are or how um um like the severity of their diagnosis a lot of times we're educating the family members just as much as we are the patient so uh, apart from balance posture and some you know mental conditions neurological physical therapy can also be helpful in attaining mobility because often mobility is considered to be at that of a specialty in orthopedic mhm so yeah absolutely even mobility can be attained by neurological physical therapy exercises Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the main part of my job is uh like just kind of take you through like a day-to-day of uh, you know, I I'll walk in and into the clinic and I look at my schedule um and I kind of see, you know, okay, 
it depending on the severity, I either I I'm I'm going to be working on trunk control for one session. I'll be working on bed mobility exercise for another session, teaching somebody how to roll again in bed. Um, obviously a lot of gait training, walking training, um, whether it's more hands-on and facilitatory or a little bit more hands-off kind of doing more of the movement specialist where I'm observing their walking and deciding like what areas I think need to be addressed in terms of, you know, flexibility at the joint, um, strengthening, is it a balance or a sensory impairment that's causing their, um, gait to be off. Um, and oh, then sitting yeah. position in the wheelchair, postural control, I, I could keep going, but it's just, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lot and it's really good. Definitely mobility is kind of the center of the, uh, of uh, like the piece of pie in terms of like neuro PT of what I'm addressing. This shows that how, you know, what a broader aspect, uh, this branch of physical therapy holds. Well, moving on to the segment, Dr. Trevor, where I have a lot of Instagram posts ready with me. You know, we have a lot of doctors on Instagram that too without degree. And people often follow such Instagram pages who is a nameless, you know, which we have nameless pages, nameless faces and faceless pages, I would say, which claims to be doctor and they just spread out so many posts about medical and medicine. So I have a few posts ready for you and you need to tell me if this is a fact or a myth. So are we ready to go? Shall I start with this? Sure. Well, the first post says, walking backwards exercise is harmful for our brain because it confuses our mind for the wrong side of walking. Walking backwards is bad for the brain? Yeah, the post says, Okay. Uh, yeah, that post should be removed. <laughs> uh, no, retro walking is an, is extremely important depending on what their needs are. I mean, uh, hip extension is like a vital movement for uh, uh, regaining a gait pattern, like an, a normal gait pattern um, after a neurological injury. So I use a lot of backwards walking, retro walking. It's not going to confuse the brain at all. Um, if, if anything, it's actually going to help re retrain the brain just as much as forward walking for in terms of like locomotion. Yes. Okay. Another post says neuro neurophysiotherapy is only for the people who are mentally retarded or have problem within their brain cells. I'm, I'm, <laughs> this is actually getting me a little flustered. I don't know where you found these. I'm glad that I haven't come across some. Um, absolutely not um no i don't really have much more to say than they're they're <laughs> flat out wrong yeah okay so the next post says banding band exercises result to be fruitful in foot drop cases oh okay um yeah there's some truth to that um i i mean what I tell people with foot drop is it, it truly depends on the severity of their foot drop, whether it's a full paralysis of the nerve that's um, affecting their ability to lift their foot or if it's a partial paralysis. Um, banded exercise can definitely help. Um, I actually utilize, I have a, a video on my page of where I use like a, a banded strap technique to help improve um, flexion for the ankle, knee and hip. Um, so yeah, with mass repetition, but also it's not going to be the solution, right? It's going to be something that you use as an intervention in order to build up the appropriate strength to be able to walk without a band. Absolutely. And the last post says, 
Okay. So it is saying, uh, yeah. If you are having problem in your sleep routine, try giving a help. Okay, try taking a help from neurological physiotherapy. If you are having a problem in your sleep routine, try taking help from a neurological physiotherapy. Um, what I'll say about that is not anybody can just come in and see a neurological physical therapist. You really have to have um, something going on neurologically and typically in a physical therapy area, I'm going to be dealing with more of the mobility aspect of things like we mentioned earlier. Um, but yes, there are techniques we can do to improve sleep. And I think everybody responds differently, you know? So, um, yes, if you, uh, if you exercise just in general, that helps decrease stress and can improve sleep. So, um, there is truth in that, but that's not something just because you're having sleep problems isn't going to be a reason you go see a neurological therapist. Well, bingo, you have told everything which is a fact and which is a myth about these Instagram posts. Well, moving on, Dr. Trevor, I would like to know the role of neurological physiotherapy in cerebral palsy cases. How do you guys actually have that initial approach towards such patients? And what is the mode of and way of treatment uh, for these cases? Um, I'll kind of be a little bit more broad on this one. Um, but what I'll say first is that it, when you see, when you do neurological therapy, um, it's a very collaborative approach, just like anything. But we have physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech therapists, um, neuropsych, we have fitness specialists that uh, people can see after they're done with their therapy. Um, it's truly a collaborative approach and a team effort. That being said, we have branches of people who have different specialties. So for example, I'm, I treat all neurological diagnosis, but I have a specialty in treating limb loss and prosthetic training. So that's kind of what my area of expertise is, um, where we also have pediatric therapists at our neurological pediatric therapists that typically handle most of our cerebral palsy cases. Um, but I would say, as we mentioned earlier, it's, it's, it's very much a patient and family approach when you're dealing with something like that. So uh, coming in, creating a plan, not just for cere cerebral palsy in general, but for any neurological case, creating a treatment plan and approach some kind of goals, not just goals that we have therapeutically, but also the patient-centered goals and kind of center your treatment ideas around that. Um, I know I didn't touch too much on cerebral palsy in general, but I think in terms of neurological care, it's not very, you don't have to be super specific. You have to be very patient-centered and decide like what is the most important to them and then build your treatment plan based off of that. Also, Dr. Trevor, I would like you to tell my audience how should they choose their neurological uh, physical therapist? Like what attributes should they, you know, look into it? Like I would say the questions they should ask him or her, whether he is actually the one they are looking for. Yeah, I think uh, just like any therapist, you have to be able to kind of, you know, vibe with your therapist. You've got to have a good rapport. And like for me, like I, every day I walk into work, I'm, I'm having fun. You know, um, we, you know, a lot of these patients are in uh, very vulnerable positions in their life. And sometimes they don't just need a shoulder to cry on. They need somebody to talk and laugh with them and help educate them um, while, you know, treating them as if they're a family member. You know, that's what I do. I, I treat every approach as if they're part of my family. And 
um, what I would do if, you know, my mom or my grandma was in this position and um, how I would take care of them. So I think find somebody who's fun, obviously is enjoying what they're doing and isn't burnt out. Um, as healthcare professionals, we often get burnt out. We have to really like see the bigger picture of why we're doing this, you know? So be pick somebody who truly is showing that they care about you and what your goals are and that you're having fun doing it. And what about the geriatric population? I believe as a neurological physical therapist, you would be having a lot of patients from the geriatric population. So what kind of problems do they come with and how do you treat them? Yeah, uh, so we do see a lot of like generalized balance problems that come with the geriatric population. So um, kind of like I mentioned earlier is again, just having fun, you know, like like they're in a vulnerable position. I think when when they come to you, give them stuff that they've never tried before. I think the best thing about therapy is I need to do stuff in therapy that's considered skilled, right? So do something that you can't maybe do at your house or you can't replicate at home, something that's really challenging for you that you have the the presence of a skilled physical therapist. So with our geriatric population, you know, get really creative with your balance problems, ask them what their hobbies are, incorporate their hobbies into the activities. And um, because again, going back to the principles of neuroplasticity, salience is one of the principles, which means like doing what's important to the patient. So if your patient likes fishing, have them stand on, you know, an uneven surface while they're acting as if they're casting a line out into the water and then add some resistance at the end of the line while they're pulling it back in, you know. I think one of the best parts about my job is I have to be in uh, all of us have to be really creative in our approach. So it's fun. Yes, absolutely. Well, Dr. Trevor, I have a question ready for you, which is kind of an accumulated question from uh, the aspiring doctors, the future set of physical therapists coming up on our way. They say, hello, Dr. Trevor, how are you? Greetings from India. We would like to know what exactly we need to learn to become a great neurological physical therapist because we are having problems in understanding the brain and its physiology. So in terms of like where they should start to learn more, hmm, that's a really good question. I, I think exposure is the best teacher. So like for me, whenever I started, I, um, I was lucky enough to where I had one of my rotations at a neurological center as a student, um, which actually happens to be where I'm working now. Um, but I think having that one-on-one -on -one personal experience and being surrounded by other professionals who maybe are experts in certain areas, um, that helped me the most. But in terms of like learning, I think you just need to find the, the one, I use PubMed as most for most of my research. And I usually go on there and if there's something that I'm interested in, I just, look up an article regarding that area of care and try to find obviously a, a, a reliable article um, and just do a lot of reading. I, I, I read a lot of research to stay up to date on my care and um, not that everything has to be completely research oriented to be effective, but I think that using being up to date on your research is the best way to help um, promote uh, uh, recovery and um, pushing forward in the field of therapy. Well, last but not the least, Dr. Trevor, as a physical therapist, as a doctor, what would be your biggest piece of advice for everyone listening and watching this episode right now? I have two pieces of advice. Um, I would say the first thing is don't be intimidated by a diagnosis. Just treat the human being that's in front of you like they're a family member. 
have fun. That's another big one. You know, no matter what you're doing, like, like in, in be engaging, make your session fun. And then another big one is I work in an outpatient facility where I only see people usually two or three times a week. And so I'm kind of more of their tour guide, right? So like when I'm giving them a home exercise program, I need it to be, it's much more effective to have a small home exercise program of four to five really quality exercises rather than handing them a book of 20 exercises that they're going to be overwhelmed with because they already have so much going on in their life. So pick four to five, sometimes more, um, really high quality exercise that you think would give them the, the biggest bang for their buck and also go over that exercise regularly with them to make sure that they fully understand it. Absolutely. Well, with this, we have come to an end of this episode and I know that all the audience, all the people in my audience would have enjoyed it. And till now, they have got a broader view, broader aspect of neurological conditions and neurological physical therapy. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Trevor, for taking out time from your schedule to speak to my audience and me. I really hope you enjoyed it and you had a great time as much as we had listening to you. Absolutely. Life's all about having fun. So I appreciate you bringing me on here. This was a good time. Thanks a lot for, for having me. It was awesome. Thank you so much. Well, this is your reminder to straighten your back, have a glass of water and move. Also, take care of your throat because you can see me suffering from it. So please be cautious about it. We'll see you in the next episode. Till then, goodbye. Take care.